Listen, I treat myself every day with an iced coffee. <laughs> and I don't feel bad about it. And people at my old job used to try to make me feel bad about it. And I was like, listen, you need to worry about you. And I'm going to worry about me. This iced coffee makes me happy. It's part of my morning routine. And you can just get on with your bad self, okay? Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guy. Welcome back. I hate doing the intro. Oh my god. <laughs> and Emily makes me do it. We switch and it gives me anxiety, so that's fun. Yeah, if you've ever noticed, we always switch the intros and the outros back to back. And we record them fresh each time. Yeah, so it's not a pre-recorded thing you're listening to every single time. So take time to appreciate that effort and give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> and leave us a review seriously you guys uh we have been reading your reviews lately and we absolutely love you guys and we want to actually do a quick shout out so our latest one that we have is from e tina 101 hey girl she said gal scout forever loving these two real stories and real people i genuinely laugh out loud each time hannah and emily have taken the time to learn their audience and have created an awesome platform to discuss all gal things they have integrated instagram and Facebook to ensure that the content they discuss is 100% relevant. I look forward to Mondays so I can listen to what these lovely ladies have to say. Thanks, girl. Thank you. That means so much to us. Thank you, guys. We seriously, we read every single one, every single post that is on Instagram, every single DM, Facebook, whatever it is, we see it all and we read it all. So if you love us, let us know. Everybody likes to hear how much people love them. Yes, we love it. (laughs) We're not narcissists or anything like that. It's totally fine. It's totally cool. Not at all. We didn't create a podcast to hear our own self-talk. It's totally fine. It's totally cool. But, love. Wow. We're actually recording this on Valentine's Day. I know. We both didn't have plans. How funny is that? (laughs) I'm the single one here. My boyfriend's working third, so we celebrated early. Gotcha. I actually just got back from New York this morning on Valentine's Day, which, shockingly, New York does not do a lot for Valentine's Day, I don't think. That's kind of sad. I know. We stayed in the Flower District, um, so we did see a lot of, like, floral deliveries being made today and everything but other than that it was pretty just you know mediocre we went up there for a fashion week and did a couple things regarding that but it was really exciting really it's a business trip more than anything i go like twice a year if you guys have never like paid attention to what i personally do yeah i assist at a boutique and go up there and help with the fashion week and curating brands and stuff like that for the store so yeah that's what i was doing and it's probably one of my last trips I'll be taking for a while cause since I'm moving to Los Angeles in the fall. Hannah is rolling her eyes because she's not ready for that. But I'm excited to visit. <laughs> of course. I've already sent her places. I'm like, can we go here? Can we go here? Can we take a picture here? Yes. Thanks. Awesome. I'm like, yeah, let me know when I had the free time to do all of this. <laughs> I know. I'm like, when am I going to be able to come? (laughs) (laughs) Right? So yeah, we're going to save our Bachelor talk for, because we know some of you guys love to hear this, but we also know that there's an audience that doesn't really give a crap about our Bachelor opinions. So we're actually going to save a lot of our Bachelor stuff for Instagram stories and the Facebook community, the Gauss Couch. So if you are interested in that, there's tons of threads that have been started within the Facebook group. So go over there, check it out. Uh, We're actually going to start doing Instagram story updates on Monday nights while we're watching the Bachelor. So if you guys want to hear our opinions on all of that stuff, follow us along on our social media channels. So, this is the month of love, as we all know. And this 
topic is something that I love to talk about, but never actually do. (laughs) So that's funny. But um, today we're going to be talking about self-love and what it truly means to love yourself and ways to go about self-care. A lot of people think that self-care is just what, like a face mask? Which is important. Yes. I will add. (laughs) Says Emily. (laughs) But it's not all that self-love is. And I think during the month of Valentine's, we're always focused on like other people in our lives that we love. We don't usually take a lot of time to think about yeah. how we love ourselves and how we show love to ourselves and what that really means and how important it actually is mm-hmm. before you can show love to anybody else, I think. Yeah. When you show yourself love, you actually can attract more love into your life. Love has to come from you first before it can come from anyone else. Doing stuff purposefully to show yourself love and appreciation will attract more positive emotions and energy into your life. It's small actions that can lead to a lifetime of happiness and self-love. When we learn to be kind to our bodies, our minds, and our souls, we actually attract others who want the same for us. We give ourselves more compassion when we are nicer to ourselves, and this can lead to a happier you instead of letting others define your happiness based on their judgments. Ever feel like you can't find the love you want? You don't need another person to make you feel that way. In fact, as a strong and confident person, you can give yourself all the love you need. It just takes a little self-love. So I think today we're going to talk about what it means to truly love yourself. So I'm asking you this, Emily, and everyone listening. Go ahead and ask yourself, what does self-love look like for me? So for me, it's accepting every inch of yourself inside and out. It takes work and it takes time. I know that's easier said than done. It's something I personally struggled with for a very long time with my appearance and with who I was, like my personality and like my attitude and things like that. I used to put a lot of my self-worth into other people's opinions of me and let their judgment affect how I viewed myself. For a long time, like when I was younger, I was bullied and I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I was so desperate desperate to be liked by everybody like I wanted to be popular and I was willing to conform and do things like I had naturally really curly hair growing up and I got teased for it so I started straightening my hair and my hair has lost its natural curl now yeah because I straightened it so much and I like miss that and I don't know like, I influenced my fashion like when I dress I wasn't wearing Hollister and Abercrombie when it was cool so I let little things like that kind of affect how I viewed myself in order to conform and I always try to remember you know like little quotes like why would you want to fit in when you were born to stand out yeah and it sounds so Disney Channel and it sounds so cheesy I'm pretty sure it's from a Disney Channel movie like 10 out of 10 I'm pretty sure it's from like Camp Rock or some shit like that but it is so true at the same time like why would you want to do that and so I tried to rewire that and it took years for me it's something I'm still working on when I decided to stop caring about what other people thought of me it honestly was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders because like I know I'm the tits like I know I'm a delight it's their loss if they don't think the same thing it's not my business what other people think of me and I think that's a really something that everybody needs to think about it's not your business what people think of you nothing you do will ever change it and you also shouldn't have to. Yeah, I like that. I think for me, like I also relate to the like judgment of others. But I think the biggest thing is like turning down the voice that's in my head that's telling me I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I've struggled with that in like every aspect of my life, in relationships, and friendships, in my career, whether or not I was going to get into graduate school, into my program, in my music. That's probably the big, the biggest one for me. I have always referred to myself as an aspiring musician and someone told me like why would you call yourself aspiring like you are a musician it was me yeah i was like oh was it you it was me oh 
<laughs> but no, like, because it's something that I've struggled with too. Yeah. Like, I'm an aspiring actress. Of film. Yeah. No, I am a filmmaker. Yeah. And I think now that I've like kind of changed my mindset and I am like, oh, like I am a musician. Like I create music. I write music. I am a musician. I may not be at the level of Ariana Grande, <laughs> but oh I am still a musician. And I think letting go of that I'm not good enough mindset has been really, really tough for me. Even in like relationships, like I don't know why I feel like I'm not enough, but I am enough. I've been told I'm enough. And I think it's just stems from like relationships that just didn't work where I felt like I wasn't enough. So changing that mindset has been like really, really hard. And it's something that I have to work for daily. But now that I am changing my mindset and like, like saying that I am a musician or I am enough of a partner or whatever, I feel more confident and I feel better about myself. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's something that I've definitely had to, as far as relationships, like work with as well. I remember I opened up to the doctor about like my past relationships and how like little they would make me feel. Yeah. And I remember like he asked me, he's like, why would you stay like in that relationship? And I said, because those guys made me think that if I left them, no one else would ever love me. Mm-hmm. And he like, I just remember ironically, because a couple of weeks later he dumped me, but like, I just remember like crying on his chest and he was just like, I'm sorry that people have made you feel like you don't deserve love because you do. Mm-hmm. You're not unlovable. Yeah. And, you know, realizing those kind of things that I, I am deserving to love, I'm not unlovable. For a long time, I felt that way because I did place a lot of how I felt about myself into other guys because I, you know, went eight years without a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time before I got my first boyfriend. And I was like, well, am I not pretty enough? Am I not cool enough? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do you guys not like me? And now they just won't get off my back yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> like and it's like okay can i go back to that time when they I, they thought i was invisible because yeah. that sounds nice yeah now <laughs> yeah no seriously and kind of even like going off that like i've caught myself before being like oh i wish i looked the way i did when i was in high school or like it's, i wish i had my body that i had in high school isn't it ironic how the when you thought you were so fat yeah and like, now I'm like, oh, I would kill to have that body. I would kill to think that I was fat. Like, <laughs> yeah. how I thought, when I would thought I was fat, I would kill to look like that now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you don't ever really appreciate those kind of moments yeah. until they've already passed. Yeah. And then you have to learn how to like, love your hips. Cause like we're women and we're meant to bear children. And so we are going to like, as we grow, our hips are going to be wider. And like, you know, our, our whole anatomy is going to change because we have this whole like, process that we're gonna go through maybe if you choose to and so like it's hard to like flip that switch in your mind that like oh okay like how like the way that I am is yeah. beautiful and like loving yourself in that in that manner it's and like, there's a lot of things too that if you think plastic surgery like if there's small things about you that you really want to like get changed and you think plastic surgery will help it and you can afford it fucking do it like yeah. that thing if you think it'll make you happier and it's obtainable and you think that you know oh man like i would feel more confident if i just had a better nose get it done don't get it done because you think that it's going to get you somewhere in life or that you know you're going to be this this and this and no get it because you feel like it's going to make you more confident Mm -hmm. and more comfortable in your own skin yeah that's what i think i encourage that's what i encourage i mean i do what you want like it's your body do whatever you want right but there's something just like no like Physically, I can never have a thigh gap because of the way my bones are. Yeah. Like, some people have hip dips because of the way their bones are. Like, you physically can never change that. Mm -hmm. And so, it's just learning to love those little parts about you, I think. I've heard some people, certain things that they will do 
is like look in the mirror completely naked and just be like i love my thighs and like just physically saying it out loud Mm -hmm. makes it more concrete and you can hear it back yeah and it settles into your mind more as like realistic Mm -hmm. and i think that's a good thing yeah and it kind of rewires your brain into believing that you are this person Mm -hmm. and it's something that i think a lot of girls especially when it comes to body image we have all struggled with Mm -hmm. there's varying degrees of it obviously i'm acknowledging that um that some people seriously have to get treatment for and everything it's something that i still struggle with personally i know we watched the taylor swift documentary recently we both did and my god my girl she Mm. talks about how she struggled with her body image for a long time and how she opened up about like her eating disorder and things Mm -hmm. like that you know those are things that are seriously like you need to get like help for and everything like there's nothing like self-care can do sometimes for that but acknowledging that there's certain things about you you can't change physically because like you can't like trust me if i could be taller i would be yeah but i'm five my fingers i'm five two i can't like rewire my bones to be like 510 right if i could i would there are certain things about yourself that you can never change and those are the things that you really have to learn to accept Mm -hmm. and love about yourself or else you're never going to be happy i think yeah and i think it's really nice to like society starting to get on board with that like there's so many brands that do like campaigns like one that comes to mind always is airy and they do like airy real and they have all of these girls and it's just so refreshing to see that in the spotlight and on social media platforms and it's just like another encouraging way to just like really love yourself and then i also think like there's some people who like they can't gain weight either yeah. like they are that then that was me for a long time like mm-hmm. i was that then i don't know how it was for you like since you grew up in softball like there if there was like certain like an image that you were supposed to have like as far as like muscles or anything like that well everyone just always said i didn't look like i fit in in the softball like community so that was like awkward for me too because I, like, was one of the more, like, petite girls and, like, just, mm. like, smaller. Like, when I was in high school, like, I was just a smaller girl. I didn't really, like, start filling into my body until, like, sophomore year of college because mm. everyone was just, like, like, more muscular, I guess. And we didn't, like have a set image necessarily but like I just always kind of felt out of place I mm-hmm. guess like I was just really petite yeah so that kind of made me feel like uncomfortable because I didn't look like the other girls that played softball so see that and that was something that I struggled with when it came to dance yeah because I grew up in the ballet world and granted like when I started out I had the boyish body because I didn't have big boobs I didn't have a butt or really anything like that and then I finally like came into like my body yeah and Still don't have big boobs. Still waiting for that to happen for me. I got like a, I got an ass. <laughs> and I will say plies, like doing that, grand yeah. plies and all that, that will get you one for sure. Pure bar. Do it. It'll help. But like I was also 5'2 and ballerinas are like 5'8. They're tall and they're sticks. And I didn't have the body to do ballet anymore. I was more of a hip-hop contemporary dancer, and that's not what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a ballerina. I wanted to do point and have a tutu and be in the Nutcracker and Swan mm-hmm. Lake and all, all the above. And I remember I had a friend who applied to the school that I go to now, which is a conservatory arts school, and she applied to the dance program, and they told she's like the same size as me. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big. I'm a size four, mm-hmm. I think. Depends on the clothing brand, blah, 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 blah. But... They looked at her and they said, uh, you'll never be a professional ballerina when you had the body of a football player. Dang. Yeah. I knew that ballet, like ballet and like dance was like strict, but holy cow. Oh, the school I go to, like they are. They yeah. Are, they, yeah. They, especially they, they that are, one. Especially that one. Bad. 
Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I stay away from the dance department at that school. Like, it's a really great dance department. Like, those girls, like. But they're strict on, like, what they can oh, eat. Yeah. Like, if you go to the school I go to for dance, like, you will get into the American Ballet Theater. You will get on Broadway. You will get dance jobs yeah no doubt they are still in that mindset of a certain body type Mm -hmm. and a certain type of girl a certain type of boy dancer and it's sad because i know those are some super talented dancers who are more like that's the thing there are some dancers that are super super muscular and great dancers there are some beautiful ballet dancers who are also on a heavier side and i think that they are just as great it's just about technique yeah i think that's what they need to focus on more is the technique and not the image that these dancers present i feel like as time progresses their mindsets may change as well with each like year that passes like we get better and better about accepting and praising other kinds of people and like how they look and how they act and what they choose to do and so I think it'll come I think it's just one of those things where it's going to take time yeah a lot of the instructors are like old Russian ladies <laughs> well there you go <laughs> there's your answer right there so we've talked about how we learned to love ourselves but how did we get here what are some steps that we can break down for you guys and show you how you can love yourself at home. So I think the first thing that would be most important would be to get to know yourself. Discover who you are. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What are your non-negotiable needs? When do you feel most like yourself? Because loving someone requires knowing them deeply and accepting them for who they are. And so you should do the same for you. Don't let other people influence what you truly like and what you don't like. I think one thing that's great to do that with is the book we were talking about before we recorded oh my this gosh, podcast. It was so fun. It's called Burn After Writing. It's like a, one of those little like write your journal kind of things where you fill out a questionnaire. But some of the questions that are in it are super deep and intimate and it allows you to think about yourself and really dive deep into your psyche and kind of figure out who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere you feel safe to write it out. You don't feel like you have to talk this thing out with somebody else. Like, it's just you and it's an exploration of you yourself and only you. And I think that everyone should try and do something like that. If you really want to figure out what your true likes and dislikes are without any other influences from other people and that society casts upon you, like, who you truly are as a person, that's a great way to do it, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think another thing, like I said earlier, earlier is to reaffirm what you love about yourself daily whether that's looking at yourself naked in the mirror really figure out what are you better at than most people what are your hidden talents what would you refuse to change about yourself self-love is a choice are you going to focus on what you love about yourself or what you don't and i think that's one thing especially what are you better at than most people i'm a great writer i am a great storyteller yeah i'm a great entertainer that's why i have a podcast so why I do film. I have an interesting perspective that other people in my class do. And I think it's something that imposter syndrome kind of comes in hand in hand with this little thing. Because I know a lot of people, especially in the creative arts, deal with that. Right, yeah. And so figuring out what you, what sets you apart from other people in the same group or field as you and what interesting perspective can you bring to it that would set you apart yeah and i think what you said like changing your focus like stop focusing on what you're not good at and focus on what you are good at and like bringing that to light instead of just sitting here like oh i can't write a happy song well i can write some damn good like sad breakup songs so like i don't know just like looking at it in a different light like don't beat yourself down because you can't write a happy pop song and i wonder who i'm talking to right now is this a personal struggle right now for you yes i'm working on it it's fine <laughs> i like told her the other day i was like you need to come out with like a mixtape like this and i was like i want to see you get 
angry. I know. I was like, you know, but that that's it. Like, I can write really good sad songs. I bet I can write a damn good angry song. You just gotta make it more upbeat. Yeah, that's just like, the that's issue. the thing. Like, mm-hmm. a sad song, like, you can write good lyrics. Just bring the pace up a little bit. Bring the beat. Bring the tempo up. <laughs> I want to be like, yeah, screw Jonathan. What up? <laughs> I don't even know if I know what Jonathan. <laughs> screw you, Clark. <laughs> I told her earlier I had a what did I what was it I will never forgive Clark if you know you know that's so bad I, I will I forgive you know forget forget forgive but don't forget Isn't I mean don't leave, Barbie don't said? don't leave out the rest of the story where I said Clark Kent and you said not Spider Man I'm like bitch that's Superman listen I was close I knew it was one of the mans no you didn't. <laughs> And then I said, wait, is that Marvel? I just, I am disappointed in myself. <laughs> Anyways, moving forward. Oh my God. Another thing you could do is be kind to yourself when you screw up. First, forgive yourself, obviously, and then be honest with yourself. And something that I think is really important is taking time to decide what lessons you can garner from this and then apply that lesson to future situations. I think it's so easy to be hard on yourself when you fuck up and when you make a mistake because you're like like damn it like i could have done this different this mm-hmm. the x y and z could have happened but no like what happened happened for a reason right and you shouldn't beat yourself up for it i think it's so easy to take the anger out on you before anyone else i always say like this is one reason why i like being in charge sometimes because it's like no like i'd rather be bad at myself than anybody else mm-hmm. because i know how hard i can be on myself and i don't want to do that to anybody else so yeah. i rather take the blame and hate me than hate someone else and i think that's a lot mm-hmm. about and you have to like really switch the way you think about like when you do mess up like because i always make a list of all the things that i did wrong and like wh- why did i do this and and it's really hard to be like okay well what is this teaching me what can i do next time like mm-hmm. but if you just take the time to like really think about it then it can help help you in future situations absolutely and like you can apply that and then hopefully avoid the same outcome yeah another one would be to earn your own respect so not selling for less this is something that i definitely need to do do the right thing when no one's watching when we build a better reputation for ourselves we can stand more firmly in who we are even if we're misunderstood by others and not let their judgment cast upon our self-worth and not seeking validation from others which is something i think if you're in the performing arts if you're in the entertainment industry this is something we all struggle with because we all did not get enough applause and attention as children and now we seek it in our adulthoods i inspire Speaking about myself, I'm sure Hannah too. And me, Hannah Taylor Swift. <laughs> Learned that about her last night. She seeks validation from everyone, and so do I, and we, so does Emily, and so does anybody in the performing arts, like, honestly. I do comedy now because no one, like, everybody laughed at me. Now I want people to laugh with, with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's, so it's something that I, I definitely, I feel I related with so much when I watched her documentaries because, God, like, it's not that I wasn't loved enough as a child. It's just I was bullied and now. I was like, oh, I need to win everybody's approval now. Well, I just like, I've been singing for so long. So like, that's all I, that's all I know is Mm -hmm. that like, when I sing, I do a good job and people praise me and it makes me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. And so then I do it all again because I feel good Mm -hmm. and I feel happy. Mm -hmm. Why would I not want that? So I don't know. It can be a dark place though. When I realized I was funny. Oh my God. Your ego. People started (laughs) laughing. When I wrote my first play and people laughed at the jokes I wrote, my theater teacher just not know how much she changed my life like yes like 
in a great way, but also like, oh, my ego. (laughs) Now I have to live up to that. Like when people laugh at stuff that I wrote, oh my God, it's Mm -hmm. a power Mm -hmm. that I feel like I have. It's something that I I chase that applause. I'm like Tinkerbell. I need applause to live. Honestly, it's bad. But learning that's not my only validation. What I think of myself is validation enough. I, I don't need everybody else's opinions, their applause to live. So another thing is to own your strengths and your weaknesses. Accept where you are now, even if you don't love what you see, you can open yourself up to future growth. Own your flaws and your truths. It's the most powerful thing you can do for you. Make sure you celebrate your victories, even the small ones. Like waking up and getting out of bed. Sometimes that's my biggest goal of the day. Or like drinking some water. Yes, because for four years of college, I lived on Dr. Pepper alone. and We we both had, well, I had, you have, not so much anymore. You're not bad anymore. We had a problem with Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I love that you I, don't, I no longer have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, but you drink so much more water now. I mean, yeah, because I'm out of Dr. Pepper right now. <laughs> okay, so I had a problem. <laughs> Emily has a problem. I probably drank like three or four Dr. Peppers a day. No lie. Okay, I don't drink that much. But, I have like but two cans. then, now I haven't. I haven't had Dr. Pepper in probably three years. <laughs> Not even diet. I w- okay, so I went from like regular to diet, you know, because that's smart. Okay, but fair enough. You still have how many coffees a day? Normally just one. Today I had two. I was really struggling. That's more caffeine than Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, I'm not knocking the I caffeine. I am not knocking the caffeine. I literally have caffeine in my water sometimes. Good Lord. Crystallite makes caffeine back in. Oh my god, no thank you. Caffeine is a drug. I'm addicted to caffeine. Yes, it is a full-on drug. No, seriously, if I don't have caffeine, I get a really bad headache. Same. Caffeine withdrawal headaches. Yep. They suck. Yep. So do yourself a favor and don't get hooked on caffeine. And if you are the, if you're hooked, <laughs> welcome to the club, bitch. I could start getting caffeine free coffee. Yeah, it's called decaf. Why did I call it <laughs> caffeine free coffee? <laughs> Obviously, I've never ordered decaf. All right, anyways. Celebrate your victories, like ordering... (laughs) I almost said it again. Ordering decaf coffee (laughs) instead of caffeine coffee. Y'all, it's not o'clock at night. I'm sad. I made myself look dumb. <laughs> hey. I bet I love myself and my caffeine-free coffee. Dang it. Also, our next one is invest in your future self. Often we chase the pleasure of the moment. Sometimes it's caffeine-free coffee. Wow. But it takes away from the peace in our future. Work out when you don't feel like it. For example, like, honestly, I say this time and time again. You may hate yourself, like, when you're going to the gym, like, on the way there to work out. But after you work out, you never regret actually working out. Like, you don't hate yourself afterwards. Like, you love yourself. That serotonin's pumping and everything. Hannah's making fun of me because I've been mispronouncing (laughs) regret repeatedly. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) But that's so true. Like, after a workout, I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. Like, never once have I been like, dang, I really wish I had just stayed at home and watched TV. Like, I'm always like, wow, I feel so good. Endorphins are released. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. (laughs) That took a turn. (laughs) Legally blonde. Oh. (laughs) Obviously, I haven't seen that in a while. (laughs) 
Another thing is to write out your emotions and your pain. Hannah, you know this very well. You do this all the time in your songs. And do you think it works out for you? Like, do you feel like you get a lot of, like, your feelings out that way? Yes, yes, definitely. Instead of just keeping them inside and everything? Yeah, because I don't really like to talk about, like, what I'm feeling sometimes. So writing it or, like, putting it into a song is just, like, an easier way for me to do it. It's less pressure. Yeah, no, I get that. Which is weird because, like, I'm like, oh, I could release this to millions of people. And that's easier for me than, like, sitting down with, like, you or, like, my other friends or whatever and like talking about I don't know talking about it is just so much harder I see it's weird for me because I rather like dance it out hmm which is, I grew up dancing. Yeah. So, like, I remember a choreographer dance one time to uh, Turning Tables by Adele. Such a good song. And, like, just being alone in the studio, like, just freely improving and dancing, like, it's just a way for me to express my emotions physically. And just, it gets that energy out of my body. I don't know, it feels good. It's like a release mm-hmm. in that kind of way that I'm sure singing is for you. Oh, yeah. I also say, like, reading something instead of just searching TikTok, even though you should follow me on TikTok. Emily Dot Elise, thank you very much. Um, She's I'm, really funny. Thanks. Validation from others. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I've been doing the opposite. I've been like avoiding TikTok, and I'm trying to finish Girl Wash Your Face. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, if you look behind me, Hannah, there's like a shelf of books over there. I have not opened a single one of them. You've read an abundance of Catherine's. No. No. Nope. You're the one that told me to get it. I just nope. trusted your judgment of not even reading it. Yes. I haven't read it either. <laughs> I went to meet John Green and I got an autographed copy of Turtles All the Way Down and still not opened it. I bought the Call Me By Your Name book so I could read it before I saw the movie and it came out like two years ago. All right. So that's our new 2020 goal. We got to start reading. I got to start reading books, man. I also think like one little thing it's really great to do is sitting outside in the sunshine for lunch. Uh, every once in a while, like just being outdoors for like an hour of your day, I think will really boost your mood. And I think that getting that vitamin D, especially in like wear SPF, take care of your skin first. But being outside and being in the sunshine really does enhance your mood. It makes you 10 times happier. And I think that it will also help you in the future. It produces serotonin and all that stuff. Do what's good for your future self at the end of the day. Eating healthier, choosing a salad, something like that every now and then. Drinking more water. I did both of those. Oh my I God. I had a salad. What? I know. What? Who am I? I, am I mean, it was a chicken you. Caesar salad, but like. I mean, still, it's a salad. I, I am wearing off on you. I'm so proud I know. of it. And I like, like, I enjoyed it. Oh my God. I told, I texted my mom and my sister and I said, guys, I ate a salad for lunch. I think I'm finally growing up. <laughs> Well, I, I remember, like, I started eating salads, like, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, like, I actually love, I love salads. Yeah. I love salads I feel like I could definitely get on it. Like, I, I kind of like kale. I love kale. I like raw kale. I don't like it cooked. Well, I don't know. I ate a warm bowl at Chopped and it had a ton of kale on top and it was mm. so good. I, I think it might have been cooked, though, but I'm not Probably. positive. Like, I don't like, it was spin- really good. I don't like spinach cooked, no. but I like spinach raw, like, in my salad. Yes, yes. And I like kale. I, I would rather have a spinach salad than a romaine lettuce salad. I see, I like, a mixed greens one. That's a good idea. So I do romaine. I do kale and I do spinach in it. Uh, and then I had to have a shit ton of cucumbers. I love cucumbers. It's one you of my do love favorite cucumbers. foods. Mm-hmm. I can eat a whole cucumber, honestly. Like, I love it. It's just water. It is. It is. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. just Cucumber water. water is delicious. Oh, my God. I love it. Hint, if you're listening, bring back your cucumber water. <gasps> oh, my gosh. The watermelon hint. <sighs> no, but, like, everybody has cucumber water now, but it's cucumber mint. I don't want cucumber mint. All I right. just want plain cucumber water. And well, I had to... I had to make my own now. Oh, that's annoying. While we're on this subject, this Mm -hmm. is totally a tangent and totally unrelated, but this is hysterical. Listen to this LaCroix meme. Okay. Okay. New flavors. One is a banana. Transported in a truck near bananas. 
yes. lime. Hint of hint of lime. <laughs> I don't know what this flavor is. Single Skittle dissolved in water. Oh my god. This is a watermelon one. Shy watermelon. And then this one. Imagine like a strawberry but with a low battery. <laughs> I don't like LaCroix. I just keep saying it's like someone took a can of seltzer. Yes, you say this every time. They bit an apple and then breathed on the can. Green apple flavor. This one, the single Skittle dissolved in water and then transported in a truck near bananas. Yeah, it's just so funny Accurate. to me. Anyways. Accurate. It's like Sorry, somebody, LaCroix, if you're listening. No, honestly, it's like somebody held a can of seltzer water in another room and someone just yelled pample moose. <laughs> That is what the great flavor tastes like. I just don't love like. seltzer water anyway, so... Oh, no, I hate sparkling water, yeah. sparkling alcohol. Yeah, it I just, don't like, upsets like it. my stomach, so I'm just, like... Oh, no, I just don't like the bitterness of it. That, too. It it's very too bitter. fizzy. It's very fizzy. It's too fizzy. All right, anyways. <laughs> back That's to self-love. <laughs> um, another thing to do is to feel freely and openly. Yes. This is such a good one. Your current state of mind isn't permanent. This anxiety isn't everlasting. Releasing added guilt from your shoulders will allow your emotions to flow openly instead of holding everything in. Your feelings are valid. We say that every time. You have the right to let yourself feel what you're feeling in order to move past it. Absolutely. I don't care if you're crying, if you are yelling, well, maybe if you're yelling. Be like Kelsey on The Bachelor and just cry it out. Just cry it all out, honestly. It doesn't matter if you're crying. It doesn't doesn't matter how you're feeling. It's valid. Unless you're, like, using your feelings to manipulate somebody. If someone has triggered you, like, your feelings are valid. Mm -hmm. And we always want to make sure you guys know that because you had every right to express yourself the way you feel like you need to best for that situation. Yeah. And if somebody does do wrong to you, you have every right to cut them off and cut them out of your life. That means that you're going to be a happier you. And if it means you're going to love yourself more, because honestly, I have migraines still. Yeah. But I used to get like severe migraines like 10 times a month. The fact that I was seeing a neurologist for how often I was getting migraines, I cut someone out of my life that was super toxic and suddenly I noticed a lot of my migraines started fading away and it's because I wasn't dealing with the anxiety of that person in my life anymore and I said I think that helped so much yeah absolutely and so I noticed that when my anxiety is often correlated with my migraines and so if I notice somebody keeps triggering them that I need to cut them out of my life like I don't have time for their toxicity anymore like yeah I always complain about this breakup but honestly like I'm glad it happened because it made me realize so much of my self-value and my self-worth and how much I just won't put up with other people's shit anymore and then lastly we have treat yourself sometimes we harbor guilt when we purchase material things or experiences because we feel like we don't deserve it the hustle culture has definitely influenced this but just because your month was hard and you didn't accomplish all your goals doesn't mean you don't deserve that vacation in fact you may need it now more than ever i love this one i love a good treat yourself yeah i think i'm guilty of this all the time i remember telling my parents one time like no you guys go to vegas on your own like i don't deserve to have a vacation because i didn't like do as much work as i like should have done yeah like i go to vegas girl okay but it's also vegas my parents you still go to vegas (laughs) (laughs) but i i do this all the time yeah i'm also you're really bad about this yeah i i I beat myself up if i make like a purchase it's like oh i didn't really like need that it's like no like yes you did like yeah it's not bad like i went to new york this past week and like granted i spent money on some clothes i did not have the money Four. I haven't bought myself clothes since before Christmas. Right, yeah. Like, the new clothes I have were 
stuff that like my, gifted to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in New York, and I was like, I don't have a red seat in Zara back where I live, and I deserve all this. Yeah. And so I took that opportunity, and it's stuff that I know I would love. I will wear. It's beige. It's staples. <laughs> Literally everything was beige, and then gray and green. And I was like, hmm. There was one green item. I said gray and green. I know, but there's one color item. Give me credit for that. I mean, neutrals and basics are never going to go away. Exactly. My point is exactly. Listen, I treat myself every day with an iced coffee. (laughs) And I don't feel bad about it. And people at my old job used to try to make me feel bad about it. And I was like, listen, you need to worry about you. And I'm going to worry about me. This iced coffee makes me happy. It's part of my morning routine. And you can just get on with your bad self. Okay? Honestly, like, yeah. I used to feel like so bad because I would buy like candy at school or something like that. Because I'm honestly, I'm on campus on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So you got long days. Yeah. And like every now and then I'll be like, I'm gonna buy me a Hershey bar. And it's like, God, I didn't need to spend like $2 on a stupid Hershey bar. Like, I don't need the sugar. But like, it made me happy for like that five minutes that I had it. And so like, I needed it. Like, I needed that little boost. Yeah. Really quickly. Like, who cares if it's added calories? Who cares if it's added sugar? Like, if you had the financial means to afford it, then that's fine. Like, now, don't out, go out here, like, putting yourself, like, in credit card debt. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> like uh, that. L- let me, let me, let me uh, preface. I get a lot of coffee gift cards. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Just got one from Valentine's Day. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Thanks. <laughs> Because I can't afford that lifestyle. Okay. No. Okay. No. Like, but the other day, like, I went and got my nails done. Me too. I took my nails off. Like, not my whole nail. Like, my, I get SNS. <laughs> I took every single nail <laughs> off of my body. <laughs> I am nailless. I get SNS done. And I got it done last year from like March until September. And I took them off. And stopped getting them done for a while. And I was like, you know what? When I have my nails done, like, I just feel more like me. Just feel put together. And I missed having them on. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting them done. We got them done for our photo shoot. We sure did. Well, I didn't. But then I went the next day and got them done. I just didn't have time. You were like... Man, I wish I had these. I know. I was like, please don't get any close-up of my fingernails because I did them myself and they look horrendous. They look okay. They looked horrendous. They looked okay. Now they look... Pretty. <laughs> now they look pretty. Because I didn't do them. But, like, uh, I was telling my mom the other day I really wanted to get a hydrofacial. I just want to treat myself because I haven't treated myself in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that, like, this kind of, like, material thing is, like, the only way to treat yourself. But I think for some people, like, it is. Like, especially if gift giving is, like, your love language, this is a great way to treat yourself, I think. Other people, like, they need to hear in other ways. They need to do other things, like doing activities and stuff yeah. like that. Or, like, doing yoga or meditating or, you know, taking time for just themselves to, like, walk in nature. Or, like, Honestly, you know, like, something like that. There's different types of self-care. Yeah. But I would love to know, like, what does self-care look like for you? And what are some types of self-care that you think there are people can take and do yeah so I think when I think of self-care I am one of those that kind of gets like stuck on the like the face mask, face mask <laughs> and, and the like bubble bath. bubble bath and like going to get your nails done you know like the more like material material like how I look how I take care of myself mm-hmm. but there's so many different categories of self-care like for example like one type of self-care would be physical so like making sure you get enough sleep Bro, I don't do that. You don't do that. No. And that's so important. But I um, love sleep. Mm-hmm. So, like, trying to get... More. Trying to, like, work in your routine to make sure that you get those eight hours of sleep. Stretching. 
That's something that I don't do daily that I should do. Everyone always says like stretch in the morning or stretch at night and like it's so good for you and it's just something that I just never think about doing. I used to be able to do a split and I can't anymore because I, well it was the thing like I danced all my life like I said and I used to be able to be so flexible and do all my stretches because I had, in order to do a split like I had to stretch every single night Mm -hmm. in order to get better at it and I haven't done it in such a long time that I really want to get back to it because I want to get that flexible again and have that energy again and feel more in my body. Because when I have that mobility, like I have hypermobility, which means that like I'm double jointed in a lot of my bones. And so a lot of tension builds up in my joints, especially the ones that are double jointed. And so that's one reason why you always see me cracking my fingers or yeah. like my neck and stuff like that. Because I'm double, like my neck's not double jointed, but yeah, I'm double jointed in my arms and in my hands and my fingers. And so I did point for a while too. So like my toes are messed up yeah, as well. Absolutely. So I have to like always make sure that like I'm stretching those parts of my body or I'm popping the joints and stuff like that just because like they get so tense and when I stretch and do things like that it helps a lot Mm -hmm. definitely and then like you know there's your typical like exercising like making sure that you are exercising or walking like going for a walk is so nice um a lot of people like to do yoga it's something that I really want to try this year just like a physical release like being able to release tension like you were saying I keep telling her you need to be a yoga instructor. You got the voice <sighs> and everything. And then you I need get to, paid I know. to work out. That'd be fun. I need to, like, go to yoga first. Yeah. See if I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I might, like, hate it. But, but like, y'all, it seems does, really relaxing. Does she not have the perfect voice? And now, downward dog. I don't even know, like, enough about yoga to, like, even pretend. <laughs> <laughs> downward Namaste. Dog. Namaste. Breathe. One, two, three. I'm just counting. Um, And then like another physical thing is to rest. And I think that's something that us gals struggle with. Hustle culture, man. We are always doing something. And so like even today, like, yes, I was working all day. I was working from home today, but I was like in sweats in my bedroom slippers, like just chilling. And like, I don't know. I just felt like if I felt relaxed. And so like just remembering to like rest. So, well, like I think especially when you're in the creative arts industry, like you're in entertainment, there's such a hustle culture like oh yeah you see so many like i'm sure you see a ton of musicians like, like if you're not doing something then you're not you're not making it like, like there's a lot of musicians like i see like they're like they're booking shows they're touring they record they're in the studio every day they're writing with all these people and i'm like wow i'm sitting at home doing work totally unrelated to music and it's like stressful because i'm like i feel like i don't have like i'm i'm working my full-time job and then i'm trying to do this on the side and then if i rest then i'm not doing one of the two and then i feel like i'm failing oh yeah i beat myself up i'm the worst procrastinator but like there's so many times i'm like there's so many people out there that are writing they're like i write every single day for like three hours and i'm like bitch when i know also like, like what are you like people tell me write a song every day i'm like i don't have that many ideas like they come to me like i can't just sit down and write every day like i don't I've, know how to do that <laughs> i've tried like there they've always been like write every day even if it's bad and i will do that and it's just like sometimes i'll sit there and just like try to clear everything and like nothing comes Mm-hmm. to my head and they're like eventually like something will and i've tried it i want to get to the place where i can write every single day even if it's bad even if it's just throwaway stuff i think eventually if you just sit alone almost like sensory deprivation i want to do that so bad something will eventually come to your head well and i think that's my problem is that like i don't give myself the time to just sit and think do you know what i mean yeah and so going off of that 
emotional self-care is something super important so like stress management awful at that need to be better at that and i think it's eliminating things in your life it's it's being aware of procrastination and not doing anything to stop it is such a bad habit of mine and i need to fix it and then forgiving myself for you know, not being 100% me, I guess, in my work schedule. Like, yeah. like we said earlier, like learning to forgive yourself, having that compassion and kindness to yourself when you mess up or when you're not, feel, when you don't feel like 100% you, Yeah, I think is super important. Another area of self-love and self-care is in the area of your social life. So making sure that you have boundaries in place. We've talked about this before. What's that? What are boundaries? It's really, really, really hard, but um, putting those in place to you know, kind of save yourself from those kind of situations that could make you not love yourself or make you feel uh, negative towards yourself. Having a really good support system, whether that is friends, family, relationships, anything like that. Trying to interact and embrace positive social media. I know that for the most part, there is there is good in the social media world, but there is a lot of negative. And so sometimes it's really hard to dodge that. And so to just try and keep things on the more positive side. One thing I will say is that there are certain comments you don't want to see on your social media, like on your own photos, you can block certain words. Oh, in your settings cool. so like if you just don't want people commenting on certain things about you like you can completely block them and they won't be able to comment them at all mm-hmm. or you can disable comments on some things yes yeah. um, i honestly like i this week when i was in new york i just wanted to like throw my phone to the hudson river yeah. like i did not want to be on my phone at all i was so exhausted from the amount of emails and social media notifications that like i turned my notifications off and like i turned my phone off for a while at some points because i was just like i just don't want to be on my phone yeah and that's something that i don't necessarily feel like i could do with my job but like if you need a social media detox like take that time away take a couple days to just not interact with social media and and you might feel better or have a better um, mindset another thing to do is just spend time with people that you love and then there's like the spiritual self-care so spending time meditating and connecting with yourself really like i said earlier like allowing yourself to get into that headspace where you clear everything out in your head and really center yourself I think it's a great thing. I actually have the Headspace app that I will use and like there's different courses on there that you can take where it's like for anxiety or like for like they have one for like for after workouts and like sleeping and they have like just your general if you ever want to do it. Yeah. I think to get the full membership you do have to pay sometimes but they have a lot of different breathing exercises, walking, like stuff to like listen to when you're walking. I love it. And the guy's voice who narrates it, like it's like very, very soothing, attractive British voice. I love it. But it's super calming and mm-hmm. you can actually do live ones with other people on there. It's really, really cool. I definitely recommend it. I yeah. love it for in the morning. I As soon as I wake up, I will spend like 15 minutes just kind of like taking my time to wake up. I go sit on the floor in my bedroom and just breathe concentrate my breathing and it just helps me wake up gently and slowly like i'm not rushing out of bed in the morning i think whenever i wake up and i'm like rushing to get the door i i don't feel like myself and i feel super stressed out but when i take that time in the morning to myself i always recommend that like 30 minutes in the morning to yourself take a bath if you want to like that's one thing people can do taking time to breathe do yoga sit down and just have a cup of coffee or journal i I never enjoy my cups of coffee because they're always on the go yeah It would be so nice to just sit 
and enjoy a cup of coffee before I like get ready. Yeah, I have friends that they'll wake up in the morning and like they'll journal for about a couple minutes. Yeah, I would love to do that. I really want to take more time for my mornings. I'm not a morning person at all. You're becoming one though, sort of. Slowly, I woke up. At, like, 7 o'clock on my own these past three days. So proud of you. I know. I'm glad it's not, like, 5, 6 a.m. like it is for me. <laughs> I would love to be able to naturally wake up at 6 a.m., though, because I go to Pure Bar at 7. Yeah, that would be nice. it's a struggle yeah. for me to wake up at 6 a.m. sometimes. I'm like, eh, I'll wake up at 6, 15. Like, I, I don't have to leave my house till 6.30, and I'm already in leggings, so it's fine. Yeah. But I think taking time to, you know, connect with yourself in the morning. I would love to be with the kind of person, if I live near nature, take a walk mm-hmm. in nature. Like I said, journaling. All those different things I think can really not, if you want to, if you're religious, connect you with that higher power. Or just connect spiritually with your own spirit inside. Um, As far as personal self-care, picking up some hobbies. Yes. Um, or, like, putting forth effort into hobbies that you're already into like Emily you know and her film and me and music like we really really try and take time to really put energy into those things well I guess film's not really a hobby for you it's more your work it's my work but yeah so like podcast is your hobby yeah um just knowing photography yeah photography that's a really good one yeah I just go ahead I was gonna say I just doing something that creates like your own personal brand yeah and like your own identity that's a good Something one. Something you can see from. YouTube used to be my hobby, and then it became more work for me. So I think that's, it's yeah. always hard when you're working a creative in a creative field, and your hobby becomes your job, and then you're like, uh, what do I have as a hobby now? Yeah, I and feel like so, that would be me if music took off, so. So I'm always... That's why I do so many creative things because I'm searching for something else to be a hobby. Mm -hmm. I always say like it's great to have three different hobbies. One that keeps you fit, one that expresses your creativity, and one that makes you money. Yeah. So mine is for fit, dance, for creativity. It's usually writing and then one that that makes me money is writing and then one that's for creativity is photography. And so I think you just need to honor your true self and your values and truly embrace that personal self-care. Absolutely. And so I think this week's survival guide would be you don't need anyone else in order to love yourself. It may take time and you might struggle along the way, but you can eventually give yourself all the love you could ever need. It just takes a little bit of self-care. And Olivia O'Brien's Love Myself song. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to make a playlist for this episode. Yes, please do. Hands down. Check it out on our Spotify. And so that does it for our episode today of The Gal's Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at the Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social media, which will be linked in the description. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out, and we read each and every single one of us. So, thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Uh-huh.